welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. As I unfold the word this morning, and it's really what's underpinning your world and life. My, my wife's got a fascination with these... Um, programs that are all about renovating houses do you watch them all these flip-flop taking of these shambly old houses and giving them new purpose and meaning Uh, we've done it a few times in our lives and I know there's enough in it to make sure that I don't do it too often again Um, we've actually just gone through the process of building a new house which has been wonderful Uh, I've just retired uh, from full-time pastoral ministry Uh, a year or two ago and uh, in the process we decided that we should start planning our future and build something that would suit us into the years ahead so we've done that but one of the most important things you see in these shows is the foundations it's making sure that the foundations are good and in a lot of these old houses they have to go in and underpin them and put a firm foundation again in place and it's that that I want to talk to you about this morning the underpinning of your world. What is the foundation of what's holding you up? And as we've gone through these times of, uh, with specific COVID challenges, these last 18 months or so have been bewildering for a lot of people. And we know um, the challenge that there is in the emotional health, the mental health of people, as they f- have found that the things that they thought were foundational have become shaken and this morning I want to talk to you about the underpinning of your world and what causes your life to find its point of anchor, its point of stability. Um, Here's a scripture I want to just share with you as we start off this morning. Um, You know it well and you probably sang it uh, in your Sunday school days as the wise man builds his house upon the and the foolish man builds his house upon the yeah what are you building your world upon what are your foundations when this war what is it when the floods come up and when the rains come down and the floods come up and the rains come down floods come up and the house upon the rock stood firm but the house upon the sand collapsed and there's a lot of people whose foundations today have been challenged And one of the reasons this church exists like it does this morning and why it's so good to see you here this morning is that it's a point of reminder of of that which underpins our world, of that which is the foundation for our existence. I want to talk to you this morning about your foundations and about those things that can help you through the storms of life, through the challenges that, uh, uh, that life is full of. So I ask you the question, Uh, What's your life built upon? And Isaiah 40 verse 8, it's a fantastic verse. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God, it stands forever. Hallelujah. Say it with me. You can speak behind your mask. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God, it will stand forever. Uh, If I had had a bigger case with me to come here. I had to weigh carefully what I did on the plane to, to get here. I would have brought my old Bible 
I don't, I don't carry it to church as I used to as much because most of us have got technology in our phones and so on. But my old Bible has been with me for more than 40 years. And when I open it up, the page, some of the pages are falling out, many of them are. There's written notes all over it. It's stuffed full of other stuff that I've shoved in there over the years that's been important to me. And that book has become my textbook of life. And I'm so thankful and grateful for the, for the value of the Word of God and the importance of it because I've learned this in time, that the grass withers and the flowers fade. But there's one foundation that can underpin your life and world, and it's the Word of God, and it stands forever. I learned this from as an early child. We used to have a, a, a club that I used to go to in the church that I attended, and it was called Cadet Crusaders, and it was all built around the Crusaders and the, the whole sense of the spiritual armor and so on. One of the things, I used to have a couple of things that were really important. One was called Sword Drill. And it was where you would grab your Bible, put it up on your shoulder, and they'd tell you a verse and you'd have to suddenly find it. And it actually built into me as a young man, a young boy, uh, a familiarity with the Word of God that came out of those childhood experiences, if you like. The other thing was uh, sword sharpening, which was uh, a, a thing where you had to take the Word of God, which was the sword of the Spirit, and you had to actually quote it. And everybody would stand up and we'd start over here and you'd have to quote a verse of scripture. Most people would start with the rather familiar ones first, like John 3.16. And once you'd said one, you could stay up. And then you go to the next person, the next person, the next person, and go around the room. But if you happen to be sitting up the back, uh, you probably had all the ones that were fairly familiar already said. Uh, and if you didn't have a verse, you'd have to sit down. And of course, there'd be this one or two people who just seemed to be walking concordances, walking Bibles, and they could just quote verse after verse after verse. But it was useful in the sense that I learned a lot of verses back then that actually have been an anchor part of my life, all my life. And I've already started to give some scriptures to people here this morning because I believe that's a foundation for your world. It's something that can build stability and strength because grass, grass withers and flowers fade. But this one thing can underpin your world. It's the word of God and it stood the test of time. Hallelujah. We've had a Bible with us for now quite a few thousand years as the church. And uh, the reason why the Bible has remained the world's most read book and most published book is because it, it works because it's got within it, within its pages life and things that can build into your world and my world a solidarity amongst troubled and challenging times. So what's your life built upon? And I'm very grateful for those early life experiences that I had. Uh, um, that, that helped facilitate the Word of God and the love for the Word of God in my life. And it's at times like we've just gone through that I suddenly see how significant those foundations have become. Uh, here's some other verses that are pivotal in our thinking about this in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that is spoken or comes from the mouth of God. 
these words were spoken by Jesus in the temptation that he had before he began his ministry. Uh, Satan came and tried to tempt him and pull him off track and took him to a desert place and, and there he had this confrontation with the devil and the devil tried to get him out off track on his ministry and on that which was ahead for him and each time Jesus came at the devil with what? It is written <laughs> with scripture. The two things that you note there, one is he knew the scriptures and secondly he applied the scriptures because it's one thing to know it, it's another thing to apply it. And there's a key verse that's important for what we do this morning. The other one is in Psalm 119, longest chapter in the Bible. And in the middle of it, Psalm 119 verse 105, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and is a light unto my path. Some years ago, my wife and I had the opportunity to go to Israel and uh, it was the most amazing experience, one that I wished in some ways I'd been able to do earlier on in my Christian walk. But I'm very grateful that as we retired, we took a trip, and one of the trips, was, part of that was to go to Israel, and it was amazing. But at one point, they gave us, in one of the places we went to, these little lanterns, just earthenware lanterns that had a wick in one end, a place where you could pour oil in, and they were like a little light. And they were built around this verse because what they would do with these lamps is they would tie them to their feet and in the dark they would walk and the lamp would be a light unto their feet. And the thing was, you could only see maybe a, a meter or so in front of you, but each step you took became secure. Each step you took started to uh, show you the way. And that's the way with the Word of God. It doesn't always necessarily show you the end game, but it shows you a step at a time. And the faith is the faith walk. And the Word of God is a lamp lighting the next step, showing the next bit of the pathway. But it only works if you know it. And it only works if you apply it. Because one thing to know it like Jesus did is another thing for him to apply it. Your lamp, your light is a lamp unto my feet and is a light unto my path. Let me ask you about the word in your life. You might say, well, Pastor Hans, I, I really struggle to read the Bible. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard read. Yeah, it is. And if you struggle with reading the Bible, that's really not just only, the only thing that I'm talking about. Coming here to church Sunday by Sunday is actually an important part of coming under the Word. Uh, you're hearing the Word of God here this morning. It's affecting your values in your life. For some of us, we find it very difficult to come into the discipline of daily devotions. There are a lot of technologies that can help you in this process now. If you've got a smartphone, it can be a smart device to help you hear from God in the sense that you can... Download audio Bibles if you can't um, read or don't like reading very much. Um, and you can walk, go on your walk every day, listening to the Word of God. Get the Word of God into you. <laughs> there are lots of ways that you can do it. But don't get condemned about it. Uh, if you, but make yourself submit to the Word of God. 
And one of the key ways you can do that is actually to come here with an open heart every Sunday, ready to receive the Word of God, ready to allow the prophetic Word to impact your world and life. It has so changed and challenged my world. I remember as a, a young adult, um, I just finished uh, university. I was, I'd been trained as a high school teacher and I was wondering what the future for me was going to be. Apart from teaching, uh, I had a lot of opportunities that unfolded in the teaching world for me. But at the same time, I also felt this profound call upon my life to ministry. And there was a real, came a point of real division, uh, decision actually, as to which way I would direct my life. Uh, and I had to make some major directional change. And I was in a meeting much like this, and this pastor came into our church at that time, and he just pointed me out, and he gave a prophetic word to me. And I still remember it very clearly. He was an American guy, and he said, Son, the Lord says to you, go, man, go. And then he started to outline and gave me some scriptures uh, that were to become part of the pathway for me to head into ministry. Because out of that whole directional change and shift, uh, it came about because uh, of a prophetic word that was given to me by a man who knew me, didn't know me from a bar of soap, but God knew me. Words given... <laughs> can be so helpful and can be so uh, such an assistance in the way that we move forward in our lives. How many of you have received prophetic words in the past and can testify to those significance? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping some of those of you that have received words this morning might find the same, that it helps you in, in the process of your life. Matthew 22, 29, but Jesus answered them, you are wrong. Because you know neither Scripture nor the power of God. And many of us just, just want God's power. But it's built out of an experience of His Word. And one of the things that Jesus spoke about was the importance of getting the Word of God into your life, into your thinking. This chart sort of shows different ways that we can live our lives. Up on the left-hand side, there are those who who don't have anything to do with the Bible, don't want anything to do with the power of God, and it's really the secular spirit of our age. It's where so much of our culture is at. They have turned their back on the very things that were foundational to the way that our culture has, has been established. Uh, down the bottom left-hand side, there are those who are very committed to the Word, but who don't want any of the show or the experience of God. And it becomes the Word of God becomes, in a sense, a very legalistic binding structure to the top right hand side is those that just want power but don't want anything of the word this is often uh, a, a finger that's pointed at at churches like ours at pentecostal churches they often said you're not word based well i don't believe that i believe we are very word based and i'm trying to make that very clear to you here this morning but there are many that just want the sensation of following God, just want to see things happen, but don't want to build any foundations to their world. And their world is built on froth and bubble. And so when the, the storms of life come, it's very easily blown away because there's no foundation to it. But down the bottom right-hand side is what I believe we should be pursuing. 
which is a full-on acceptance of the power of God, but also a full-on acceptance of the Word of God. And when Word and power come together, they bring about transformation and change. My pastor used to have a little statement, used to say, if you have the Word and you don't have power, you dry up. If you have power and you don't have the Word, you blow up. But if you have the power and the Word, you grow up. And it's a very important thing that I pray this church can be built upon. The experience of the power of God, but also the experience of the Word of God underpinning uh, that which is God's purposes in our lives. On this next uh, slide, I've put up a really important point. The washing of the Word. (laughs) The Holy Spirit, as the Word of God gets into us, can cleanse us, can clean us up from the inside out and renews our mind because our internal reality affects our external reality. What we believe and what we've become on the inside is so important. And the issue is often the issue of our heart. Jesus told numbers of stories in the gospel or or situations unfolded in the gospels where they were repeats. You find that particularly through uh, Mark's gospel, chapters 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, there's the feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000 that happens in those chapters. And the miracle's repeated. There's another miracle that's repeated and it's Jesus in the midst of storms. And in the first passage that I put up here on on the uh, slide, uh, next slide, it tells the story of Jesus talking to his disciples and saying to them, I want you to go across to the other side of the lake. And so as they head off, a huge storm comes up. And it says in verse 38, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Jesus is teaching his disciples here an important thing, that when he says, go to the other side, guess where they're going to go? To the other side, despite the storms of life, despite those things that would blow them off course. And God would say to you this morning as well, when his word declares something, it is yea and amen. It's the beginning and the end of the matter. And to trust the word. Well, what do the disciples do? We read in the next chapter, a couple of chapters later, another storm comes up. This time, Jesus is up on a mountain praying and with the gift of knowledge, he can see right down through the darkness, the boat that's out in the middle of the storm. And it says there, Jesus spoke to them and said to them, take courage, it is I, because he heads out to them. He sees the storm raging and he heads out and walks across the water towards them. And they think, of course, that he's a ghost. It says in verse 51, Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down again. And they were completely amazed, for they had not understood, because their hearts were hardened. And Jesus tells the story there and reminds them of the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000 as well. Because it says, because of 
they had not understood the issue of the bread. That is when Jesus says something, it will come to pass. And Jesus here had told his disciples again to go to the other side of the lake and I'll come and join you later. And he's walking across the water towards uh, them in the midst of the storm and they're petrified and freaked out not only by the storm but by this ghost they see coming. They never recognized it was Jesus. In one of the other stories of the Gospels interpretation of it, it speaks about Peter going out to meet him and walking on the water. Amazing story. But again, the key principle of it was beyond just the miracle of Jesus walking on water or Peter walking on water, it was they were going to get to the other side and a word had been spoken. A word had been declared. And this morning God's word is being declared over this church to go to the other side, to keep moving forward. And God's word is being given as an anchor point to your life and world. But our hardened hearts so oftentimes cause us to miss out on the impact of what God is saying. The key issue is for us to uh, deal with these hardened hearts. To be transformed, it says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, by the renewing of our mind, allowing our mind to come aligned to God's word rather than to the spirit of this age. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, he answered, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone. And the other verse that I put up there before as well, your word, Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. These are strategic verses that we need to build our lives around. And we need to learn to live the life, um, to believe the word and not our circumstances. There was another story that Jesus used to just illustrate this. Uh, Centurion came up to Jesus on behalf of his paralyzed servant and said, if you could just speak the word, Lord, my servant will get well. Because Jesus said, oh, I'll come with you to your house. He said, no, don't do that. Just speak the word. Just declare because there's power in your words, Jesus. And Jesus said, I've not seen any faith in all of, in all of the, the region of Israel like this man has. And that was something for him to say, given that this was a Roman centurion. But he had faith in the word of God and he hung onto the word and he actually said, I'm a commander of men myself. If I speak the word and tell them to do this, they'll do it. You just speak the word and it will happen. This church is about declaring the word of God here again this morning. In these uncertain times, as we sit with masks on to protect ourselves from invisible enemy, COVID virus, you might think, well, that's a long way away. Well, it can come very quickly into our midst, as we've seen again in Queensland this morning, as they go into lockdown. And we've just come out of it. This is an enemy that's around. But there's another other enemy that's around. It's called the enemy of doubt and fear. It's called the enemy of insecurity. It's called the enemy that will undermine your world and life unless you've got a, something else that underpins it, which is the Word of God. And we need to learn, like that Roman centurion, to say, God, you just speak the Word and my life is secure. 
2 Timothy 3.14. But uh, as for you, continue in what you have learned and what you firmly have believed. We need to live by the truth and not just the facts. There's lots of facts in our world. There's lots of things that are declared around your life. At the end of last year, I went to see the doctor and he did a CAT scan on me. I won't go into the full story of it, but they found out that, they, that I had all this fluid built up in my lung and they were pretty concerned that it might be cancerous, as was I. And some of you have had cancer scares and you know the power of the C word as it can speak into your world all the fears and doubts and anxieties. They found out I had one and a half litres of fluid that built up in my right lung. As it is, praise God, the test results came back eventually and the fluid was removed in the operation that I had and the test results came back and showed nothing of a cancerous nature. Although they still don't know what's been caused by and they're still not fully aware, uh, it still seems to be some problem there. So I'm saying every day, Lord, I stand on your word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but Lord, your word, it stands forever. I want to live by the truth of God's word rather than the facts of what surrounds us in our world. I'm not denying the facts, but what's the foundation for my world? Is it the facts or is it the truth? The story was up there that I put the reference to of the 12 spies who went into the promised land. Ten of them were freaked out by what they saw. The facts were there were giants in the land, but the truth was it was also a land of milk and honey. And two of the spies, Caleb and Joshua, said, God has spoken the word and the word was take the land and we can do it. Because the word made them feel like giants and the giants like grasshoppers. And they went forward in faith and took the promised land. Uh, What are you going to allow your focus to be this morning? Uh, The truth that sets us free? Or the facts that can often speak negativity and anxiety into our world. That's why coming to church like this is so important. Because we come here and we declare the truth. Which is above the facts. Hallelujah. Luke 14. uh, Sorry. Luke uh, 18 verse 27. What is impossible with man is possible with God. Hallelujah. Father we thank you for your power. That is here with us this morning. And so my question as we close off this morning, what's underpinning your world? What's shaping the opinions of your life? What is framing you to be the person you are? Hebrews 4.12, I love the way it says it in the Message Bible up there. God means what he says and what he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and to obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. I love the way it uses the term there, like a surgeon's scalpel. The word of God is sharp and powerful. It's able to cut through all the waffle of our world and is able to set people free from the inside out. Hallelujah. I'm very grateful that there was a surgeon with a sharp scalpel who worked on my lung and got that problem out. But there's another surgeon, 
Dr. Jesus, who works on our hearts and gets all the gunk out of there and sets us free from the inside. Hallelujah. And I love the way it says the last bit there. No one is impervious to God's word. You might work with workmates. You might be in situations where the word of God is ridiculed, where the Bible is just laughed at, where no one perceives the power that's in there. But the reality is the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God, it will stand forever. And it's impervious to man's opinion. It's impervious to circumstances and situations. And it anchors your world and life. It underpins your future. God's word, as it declares up there, hallelujah, is not chained. And so I want to pray for you this morning as a church that in these troubled times, God would allow your heart to be softened and for you to be renewed in your mind as you become underpinned by the power of the Word of God. Hallelujah. If you felt challenged this morning about your own relationship to the Word, there's numbers of things you can do. Obviously, you can start to read your Bible more. As I said, you might struggle and not be much of a reader. Well, there's other ways you can put the Word of God into your life uh, through audio Bibles, through listening to podcasts on, the radio, on, on your phone. People, we have access to amazing preachers and people that can just open the Word of God up to us. You can go on YouTube and see all sorts of stuff nowadays that can just give you access some of the, to some of the greatest preachers of the Word. I'm mentored by some of these people. And allow your life to be filled with the Word of God. As you do that, you'll find your life will be underpinned for whatever situation you face. I don't know what my future holds. None of us would have thought the last year and a half would have looked like it did. I certainly never thought or realized that I had this health issue, this challenge going on in my life, had no awareness of one and a half litres of fluid swinging around in my right lung. I said to Fiona, didn't I slosh around at night when I rolled around in bed? That's my wife, by the way. She said, no, no idea. You know, it's a lot of fluid if you see a bottle of, a litre bottle of drink and, you know, to have that in your lung, lining. I don't know what the future holds, but the grass withers and the flowers fade. But, oh, the Word of God, it anchors my life. My mother used to grab me and my sister in the mornings over the breakfast table. She was a really godly woman. And she used to make us learn passages of Scripture off by heart. I hated it as a kid. You know, my mate would come, to, we'd go to school together and he'd be waiting outside and I'd be inside still having to learn this scripture. My sister was always better at it than me. So, you know. But you know, over the years, mum taught us whole slabs of scripture as we sat there over the dining room table and verses that have become such an anchor to my life and world. I'm so thankful for the heritage she gave me and the love she gave me for the word of God. 
It's the truth and it sets you free. And so, Lord, I pray for this church this morning that in whatever way they embrace your word more fully, that in these troubled times, in these times, Lord, where things are shaken at their very foundations, we can find the underpinning that comes from your word, that it can be an anchor to our lives, that it can help us through the trouble of whatever lies ahead. Lord, I just commit this church to you, commit this leadership to you. I pray, Lord, for this church that it will continue to demonstrate the power of God as they proclaim the word of God and that they will be one of those great churches that sees and honours your word and through it sees the manifestation of your Holy Spirit working in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for Caleb and Kerry and the team here, Lord. I just pray, Lord, in Jesus' name that you continue to honour them as they reach out to Wyala and underpin it with the stability and strength that can only come from your word. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on